an ordinary coffee for an ordinary life. Good morning, Professor Whitman. Sorry, Mr. Winger. These won't cut it. Shazbot! I shall have... a birthday cake! Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 1, Episode 3, Introduction to Film. I would just like to to ask you, Ben, and not really ask you, but tell you to talk about some of the film films you've made, because they're good. Some of the films that I've made. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, first of all, a long time ago... This galaxy, though. No Baby Yoda's in this. I was in a World of Warcraft guild, and my friend Nate may, uh, responded to something I said in the, in the guild uh, Facebook group post that he called me a hipster. Sure. For reasons I don't remember and are no longer important to the story. He called me a hipster, and so I spent the next two hours doing what any sane and normal person would do. Downloading his Facebook images <laughs> and turning them into a political attack ad uh, called, Can You Really Trust Nate? <laughs> I love this so much. And I put it over, uh, I put it under some uh, ominous <laughs> background music. <laughs> and uh, so the funny thing is. We haven't even gotten to the funny thing yet of the two hours of time at, uh, for the rebuttal. The funny thing is, yeah, this is this is what def- normal people definitely do. Uh, so I, I made it and I uploaded it to YouTube and I shared the link on the Guild Facebook mm-hmm. page because, you know, again, this was this was a vengeance plot, you yeah. know. And so uh, the surprise was that Nate actually loves it. Sure. And um, he will occasionally ask me for the link for it because I don't have it publicly shared. Because I was like, okay, this is a joke. Like, I don't really want to. Yeah. I don't, don't really want to put this out your for everyone. But he'll occasionally ask for that link because he likes showing people this attack ad I made about <laughs> him uh, and about how he has never gone on record saying he hasn't eaten babies. I mean, you know, it's good to have that stuff on the record. It's for for the record, I have not eaten a baby. For the record, I similarly have not eaten a baby. Now, Ben, uh, 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 along the lines of his original uh, retort, are you in fact a hipster? Uh, no comment. He refuses to put it on the record, ladies and gentlemen of the court. I did not receive a vinyl copy of an independent artist's album in the mail today. So, I mean, and if I did, would that really be such a hipstery thing to do? Yes. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> so I might be a hipster, but we can't trust Nate anyway. You might be a hipster if you get a vinyl record in the mail of an independent artist. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I decided to go Jeff Foxworthy with it, and I'm I'm okay with it. I kind of want to hear Jeff Foxworthy do a whole bunch of you might be a hipster jokes. You know, like him, him trying to be relevant in the year 2020. Um, yeah, I bet he's on Fiverr. We could just make him say whatever he wants. Probably. Uh, we should see if we can get him to say, uh, you're listening to Good Morning Greendale. Why? <laughs> Because we can. You just said we can get him to say whatever we want. How about we pay Jeff Foxworthy to say, Nate has never gone on record saying he doesn't eat babies. Make Jeff Foxworthy Foxworthy do unwitting voiceover for a political ad. About my friend who's not running for office or anything. He's just a guy who, you know, does his, his day job, but then... Uh, comes home to his family like that's it he's not a he's not a politician what, remotely was he running for something in the guild is there like a treasure he oh absolutely be? not okay so still no <laughs> okay <laughs> it was it was a political attack ad about nothing it was the seinfeld of political attack ads <laughs> i'm out 
Um, so that's a movie I made. Um, it's it's so wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me to explain the one I made about my dad in the Viking hat. Oh my god, have you never heard this story? I you know what. <laughs> I know that I've I hear stories and they go in one out one ear and out the other and I've missed pieces of it, but I'm I'm reasonably sure I've heard it, but I think the audience deserves to hear it so, now. Long story short, one day my dad asks if he can borrow my camera. This was before every cell phone had right. video cameras in it. Before you could shoot an iPhone eleven in four K. So he borrows my camera and I get it back eventually and one one day uh I'm uh, looking through some footage to see if if there's anything on this tape I don't want to erase. And uh, the video in question was two young girls. I mean, they were m- about my age. This was in college. Okay. Two, two college-age girls. Yes. Okay, I- I'm back with you. Uh, painting my dad with paint rollers as he stands in some backyard wearing nothing but some shorts and a viking helmet at least he was wearing shorts (laughs) and he's just standing there with like sort of superman pose right like hands on his hips and they're just painting him and it was for it was for some weird joke like it was an in joke at work that sure yeah totally anyways it was a weird in joke at at work so i had to ask him about that um which was weird but anyways uh where i come into this is that i took that footage and i made a i downloaded some really like hardcore sounding rock music and i did all these cool zoom ins and zooms out and it was the weirdest thing (laughs) i had ever done up to that point probably um and sadly that video no longer exists oh that's a shame um yeah, I just I love the idea that he has this like bizarre in joke with his his work. But then I'm realizing we we have a bizarre in joke with each other, and it's this podcast, and uh, we put that out into the entire world uh-huh. instead so, of just the work. I also made a bunch of World of Warcraft videos back when I played that, and um, I made some BeamNG.Drive videos because mm-hmm. Carboys inspired me. Um, uh, Carboys. Anyways. Let's not talk about Carboys. Let's talk about Introduction to Film. Let, let's. Let's talk about Abed's film. I mean, we're going to get there. It's going to take a while. We're skipping right to the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> Forget you if you want to I know used it. up all of my time talking about how we can't <laughs> you, trust Nate. You filibustered about <laughs> Nate. A political ad turned into a filibuster so quickly I didn't realize it. Oh. So the episode starts out. Season one, episode three, introduction to film. The season, the the episode starts out. Uh, Jeff is going to class. He comes into a classroom and he sits down and he's he's basically he turns to the guy next to him and asks if this is an easy class. He's still trying to get his schedule down before the ad drop right. deadline. Uh, the the person next to him doesn't respond, and then Jeff's like, "Do you like Dayton Cook?" He's like, "Oh, I love Dayton Cook." And Jeff's like, "Okay, I think I'm in the right spot." I have some feelings about Dane Cook, but we're so early in this podcast. I don't want to. to the, the only enemy I want to make so far is Nate, because we cannot <laughs> trust <again>. Nate. <laughs> Can't trust him. Called you a hipster. Possibly eats babies. It's not on the record yet. The teacher comes in. Uh, he is played by John Michael Higgins, a treasure, and um, uh, the so the interesting thing is because I had to look up. I can I don't I'm terrible with names so I had to look up mm-hmm. who uh who plays him. Uh he is his first name is Eustace according to really? the community <laughs> Wikipedia. When would that have ever happened? Um I don't know, but he's in the community wiki, he's listed as Eustace Whitman. Sure. Sure, yeah. Let, I'm in. Let's do it. And so he comes in and, and he starts giving a speech about how man is afraid to die, but we spend all of our time sleeping. And then he says, open your books uh, to, you know, some page number. Now throw them away. Throw them across the room. The motto of this class is carpe diem. No tests, no papers. Live in the moment. 
Uh, Jeff is very excited by the prospect of a class he has he barely has to do anything to pass. Professor Whitman says, take your shoes off and throw them away, and then has everybody walk outside. So, I have a lot of questions about this. Uh, Yes, I would like to hear them and possibly address them. Why does he think it's a good idea to have a bunch of college-aged kids who are probably not, probably don't have a lot of money, may not have immediate access to a washing machine, to take their shoes off in a sealed room? Let me address this thus. Uh, he is too focused on seizing the dead. Point taken. Second, he has them throw their shoes across the room and then has them walk out. So they're just leaving their shoes in the room. Uh, yes, I'll answer this as I think he's too busy focused on seizing the dead. He does kind of seem like that's his whole jam. I would say more than see him. But yeah, I never really thought about that before, where it's just, he literally, everyone takes their shoes off and then walks out of the classroom. I'm like, so now they're just walking around the, the school barefoot. He, he never says, go leave the classroom and never come back. They could come back for their shoes. Yeah, but they're still walking around the school barefoot for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's college. Who hasn't, who didn't know a guy that walked around uh, college without shoes on? Hopefully without shoes is the best you got shirtless pantsless uh i mean i have a story about nate and how (laughs) his nickname is pantsless nate anyways i'm just gonna leave it there this is the 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 hate nate cast (laughs) (laughs) he the the fun the fun thing is i'm pretty sure he's listening to this uh, That's so, good. Hi, Nate. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hope you're wearing pants. So, if you'd like to come on the record and be on the podcast, please tweet at Good Good Greendale. Uh, took me a moment. Tw- to have remember- you eaten babies? Tweet at Good Greendale. <laughs> it took me a minute to remember the Twitter handle for this show. So we go to the study room. Pierce is sitting there with a blackberry, yep, and he's if that dates the show anything else. <laughs> First of all. I'm going to say I do kind of miss my BlackBerry, those physical keyboards, man. Mm-hmm. I miss typing on those. Sure. Um, if that makes me old, then congratulations, I'm old. So Pierce is sitting there yelling at his phone going, voice command, it voice ke- command. And it keeps dinging at him and not doing what he wants because he's just saying the word voice command back and forth at it. Voice command. Voice command. Voice command. Hmm, okay, wait, hold on a second. Oh, Lord. Voice command. Here's something from Google. <laughs> uh, so it found um, a couple of apps. Okay. Uh, for Google Assistant. So already my phone is more helpful than Pierce's phone. <laughs> Instead of just error. Britta is mad. She's like, can you just press the dang buttons? He calls her, all right, grandpa, which is so wild. We also find out here that Troy has a wussy sneeze. It's a very petite sneeze. A very petite and high-pitched sneeze. It's, it's, you know, I think Shirley calls it cute, and it is kind of cute. It is kind of cute. Like, I would not say that to another individual. I was not already on a... I'm. I'm allowed to call things about you cute stage, uh, but it is kind of cute. Well, these these people have been around each other for, what, three, four weeks at this point? That's not crossing the you sneeze cutely threshold. For you, maybe. But what I'm, about for Shirley? I mean, I'm pretty sure her threshold is, hi, we just met. You just sneezed? That's cute. Fair enough. Jeff comes in at this moment to tell everybody about this ultimate blow-off class. He's like, you should guys get should get on in this, and and he's like, well, some of us are here to learn, and then Troy is like, I'm in, and, and he's like, but it sounds educational. So we're the we're, will they won't they? We're yeah, we're getting a little little bit of romantic tension right here in season one, episode three. I mean, we started with some romantic tension in season one, episode one, but but not between Annie and Troy. Shirley is also in because she says that she likes Robin Williams. Um, because Jeff had pointed out that it's that the professor has seen Dead Poet Society one too many right. times. Yeah. 
Um, however, Abed cannot. Uh, his father will only pay for classes that will help him run the family bit restaurant, which has been struggling since 2001. Because 9-11 was the 9-11 of falafel restaurants, is the words that he says. Accurate. Also, they say falafel in this episode so many times that I was like, by the end, I was like, I really want a falafel sandwich. Oh, I would too now. Yeah. Right? Good. <laughs> Mid-podcast break for falafel? <laughs> <laughs> If only. This is your regularly scheduled Good Greendale Falafel Break. This episode brought to you by F-F-Falafel. I hope we do this. It'll never come up. But I still love it. <laughs> you doing okay over there? I don't know why I, th- I find it so funny. Hey, Mike. I sure could go for a sandwich, but I don't want a sandwich with any meat on it. Would you like falafel? Whoa! <laughs> You're blown back by the idea of falafel. Cool. We're getting so much money for this falafel ad. It's great. Um, <laughs> Not even branded falafel. Do you know today's what? episode brought to you by the Falafel Council. <laughs> Got falafel? When Britta asks Abed if he is interested in falafel uh abed says that no actually he's interested in film but his dad says all media is western propaganda that negatively stereotypes muslims which honestly kinda it's it's fair yeah it's a good point britta however decides to pay for the film class and everyone's like oh i don't think you should do that (laughs) yeah it's 70 bucks so it's not even like that cheap right Uh, on a on a britta budget yeah not on a britta budget oh boy uh and this is when uh, uh, Troy sneezes again, and Jeff picks up on it, saying, oh, hey, Troy sneezes like a girl. How about a pwn you boy like a boy? That didn't come out right. So I do want to point out, before we do that, though... Um, I, do, I just love the, the line read. It's so good. So Shirley says, isn't his dad ex- an extreme Muslim? They're not as understanding as Christians. You could get your head cut off with a salami sword. I wanted to point this out because I feel like in the first two episodes, we didn't really get that much Shirley. And then all of a sudden, Shirley's coming out swinging with (laughs) Shirley's character. Swinging is a word to use there. Yes. So I feel like in the first couple of episodes, mostly it's just like Jeff and Britta's character. Right. This one's very obviously Abed focused. Mm -hmm. But also you're getting little bits of Shirley in here now. Yeah. Where like... The the smashing a head in a jukebox thing was sort of just like a weird throwaway line. Right. But now you're starting to get like that's We're getting the essence of Shirley. Yeah, we're getting some essence of, of Shirley. Also, what a loaded statement. I but know I'm, it's I'm, so wild. <laughs> I mean, Christianity has some 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 wild things in the history too there. So let's uh yeah. Troy sneezes, um, and Jeff is immediately interested. In what's going on instead of studying. Later on, they are in this new blow-off class. Mm-hmm. That now has an entirety of the entire room in there instead of just half fill. So um, I also like how up to this point we have not gotten what the actual class is. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, seize the day. Because this seize the day class has not been pitched as anything. It's just the blow-off class. And it's right around this moment in the episode where I'm like, what is this class actually Mm -hmm. supposed to be again? And it reveals it at the end of the scene, and it's wonderful. Shirley is introducing herself, and uh, she is asked what she is at college to do. Uh, She initially says, I want a business degree so I can sell my baked goods on the internet and whatnot. Whitman doesn't accept that as an answer. I like how in 2009... This seemed like an idea. Like, <laughs> so, okay, let me back up, right? Because sure. now, I don't know, I don't know when Etsy became a thing. Sure. But now in 2020, I'm like, you want to sell baked goods on the internet? Whatever. Just put it on Etsy. Someone will, like, can you do that on Etsy? I don't know. Uh, but, like, so generally, I Etsy was for like crafted goods, not necessarily baked goods. Cause there's a, there's a component of shipping of like a brownie that, you know, if it's not shelf stable, it might go bad. 
But no, I don't I don't really know how Etsy works. Right. It's supposed to be like a thing where like you you knit something and right, like yeah. you you sell it to somebody. But like I tried and failed miserably okay. to do a custom Nintendo Switch Joy-Con shell replacement. Sure, as one does. And because it's a lot of very tiny components, I screwed it up. I screwed up the whole dang thing. The whole Actually, I was really close. Thing. One button didn't work, and it was irreparable. So instead of trying it again and maybe screwing up another Joy-Con... Which you don't want to do. That's too many Joy-Cons to mess up. Somebody on Etsy was just like, yeah, I buy the exact same Joy-Con replacement shells, and then I put it together, and then you can buy it from me. And I'm like, okay. I'll just pay for that labor, sure. Yeah, why not? But like, I wouldn't have thought you could get it on Etsy, so maybe you can get baked goods on Etsy. Maybe you can. Wait, why were we? Why are we even talking about this? I have we, a Google right why here. Why are we philosophizing this when we can baked just Google goods on ben Etsy? Google's that corner. Oh yeah, look at there's tons of baked goods here. Cookies and cakes and cupcakes and bread. Oh my! And pastries and brownies and pies. See brownies. Brownies are right there. Well, see Shirley just needs to come to the year twenty twenty. She doesn't. She doesn't need a business degree. She can just sell brownies on freaking Etsy, right? Well, She's, th- if that was the if that was the real goal, but Shirley is asked to dig deeper. Oh yeah, no. So the real goal. Uh, brownies on etsy aside the real goal is because she wasted 15 years on a man who cheated on her and left with uh two kids and the the memory of two bland orgasms yep yep he he left her with that and nothing but stretch marks as well so there's and there's a very awkward shot of pierce looking very interested as shirley says the word orgasm yes it's um yeah. He looked like I would look when somebody said brownies on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Or when I, when I when somebody says to me Gil and Gilbert. Professor Whitman then immediately shifts his attention to Annie who is busy taking copious notes and gives her some crap about how she's going to be grow up to be alone and surrounded by cats in sweaters yes they're wearing sweaters which i do love the de- the specificity of the thing i'm just gonna say that as uh somebody who now lives with two cats um i don't want to know how dedicated one has to be to try to get a cat in a sweater because Neither of of my cats would mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. ever do that. I think it, they would murder me in my sleep. I think it depends on the cat. I think one of the cats that I recently adopted would be man. Eh, this is okay. Professor Whitman asks. He doesn't ask. Let me let me backtrack. Yeah, he, there's he no demands, asking here. He seizes that day. You don't ask for the day. No, no. You, you seize, seize the day. He insists. Annie stand on her desk and everybody get up on their desks. Just like that scene in uh, dead poet society. Mm -hmm. One of the desks does collapse. Well, he's, he's specifically, he's, he says, uh, some people say you shouldn't do this. Why not? And then as soon as he asks, (laughs) the desk collapses and the poor girl standing on top of the desk looks pretty injured after that. And he's just like, yes, yes, go to the nurse's office, seize the day. She's okay, go to the nurse, seize the day. <laughs> the way he's like, he's like trying to cover him, for, he, he, she looks fine. Nonchalant, seize the day and move yeah, on. And move on. Um, the homework that he gives everybody is swim in a lake and tell 10 people that you love them. How is he going to check the work on this one? I, I think he's too busy focused on seizing the day. I'm going to have to make a real good like echo effect for every time you say seize the day. <laughs> I really look forward to this episode because it's going to be wild. This episode is going to be, we're just three episodes in and this is already a mess. It's great. <laughs> it was already, it, to be fair, when we decided to, with the concept, it was already a mess. So, but yeah, so the homework is to say, uh, to tell 10 people that sure. you love them. 
Um, now I'm going to cheat on my assignment because if you are listening to this episode right now, I love you. Oh, whoa. I didn't. As long as, as long as 10 people listen to this episode, I've completed my homework assignment. It's a, it's a high goal for you to set for our podcast. Can't wait to double check the downloads and for it to be like (laughs) nine, nine people listened. To be fair, it has to be eight because you definitely told me to. I'm here. I guess seven, because Sarah's in the other room, too. Well, see, I've already got two. So see, yeah, you just need to get eight downloads here. Excellent. That's what we're hoping for here at Good Morning Greendale. Eight downloads. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of, one of them, I've already told uh, them that they cannot be trusted because they might eat babies. So I mean, no one's paying attention to that, are they? They're just focused on our good, good goofs. So as they're all leaving the class, Professor Whitman stops Jeff because he knows Jeff is just doing this to take the blow off class. He gets one every semester. Mm. He says that if you don't genuinely seize the day by the end of the week, you're going to get an F. This is no way to teach accounting. (laughs) It's such... It's so good that this is an accounting class. Can you imagine showing up to an accounting 101 class? It, like, with your textbook about numbers. And, and a, probably a calculator. And uh, knowledge about what interest actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, or an interest in what interest actually is. You definitely should have an interest in it. And then this guy shows up and is like, tell people you love them. Stand on your desk. Go to the nurse's office. Swim in a lake. Wouldn't have been the worst college class I ever took, but it'd be pretty fu- pretty high up there. I think if if that was a different class, you would be like, okay, yeah, that, like I took a uh, a leisure class. Hold on, <laughs> what yeah. what the hell is a leisure class? I don't know. It was three three hours on Monday nights, and we would like bowl and cook outside. It was so wild. Hold hold on a sec. You got college credit yeah. for bowling yeah. and having a cookout and... And I barely showed up to that class and I think I got a B. Because <laughs> I was too busy living the life of leisure by playing video games. Hold on. you. <laughs> hold on a second. You got a B. You got a B in... Bowling and hanging out and having a cookout class. There was part attendance. <laughs> it, look, I and also I'm not that great at bowling. <clears throat> yeah, but okay, I'm not great at bowling either. And I took a freaking bowling class where I, I had to show up every day and bowl. There was no cookouts. There was no hanging out. There were some lectures, and those were the ones I did not go to. So I was like, I, I don't need you to tell me about leisure, my man. I'm I, good. I know a thing or two about hanging out. Yeah, I should have just been live streaming of just sitting at my, my desk in my dorm and being like, what's up, prof? How's it going? I'm leisure. Look at this. It's so leisurely. Huh? I mean, it, it was before the days of Twitch, but now you could just, you could like put up a twitch stream of you like yeah. chilling in a hammock and playing then, a game boy i can't get an excused absence i love the game boy <laughs> <laughs> i just i can't let that go by okay sorry i've i've learned something i have learned something about you today and that is that you got a b in, i think it was a b in a class Called leisure, where you'd bowl and hang out and it, do a cookout. It was definitely, I think it was on the path of being like, there was a, uh, oh man, what was the major? at the? Because this was part of a major. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to like, I didn't, I didn't even go to like a, a, a football school either. This is not like, this is what all the football players took. I feel like it was on like, there was a, like a recreation and uh, major about like, and then people would get like park ranger jobs or something from it or something. Okay. And I just took it cause it, it fit. It was one of my, uh, my, uh, gen eds. Okay. I was like, yeah, this sounds rad. And then I was like, Oh, cool. I can get a passing grade without going to it very much. You, you and I have spent three years podcasting to get together. This, this is, <laughs> this is the first time I have laughed so hard. I've become lightheaded. So let's, <laughs> so let's move on. 
um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find my transcript and like realize exactly what class. That forget was. the transcript. I want a syllabus. I want to know what this class well, is all to, about. I've got to figure out what the class's name before I can find the syllabus. I love my school, by the way. <laughs> so back uh, in the, I don't even know how to follow this. Okay. <laughs> just have to make a clean break i need i need just i need a breath here we could take a break <sighs> and get a water <laughs> or falafel <laughs> it's our falafel break that's what we need we need a halftime break that's all about food in this to it <laughs> i mean kind of like a football game but like less football and more two people telling dumb jokes and anecdotes about their lives so um Back on the Greendale campus, uh, outside in the wilderness. It's not really a wilderness. Outside. It's a quad. <laughs> the quad. That's what I'm looking for. Out on the quad, Abed is making a movie. His first assignment is a documentary. It's like a real movie, but only with ugly people. Uh, it's it's g- going to be about his dad, who doesn't know he's in film class. Oh, but there he is. So Abed's dad shows up. Uh, he is played by, and I apologize for the pronunciation of this, Ibkal Theba, who most notoriously you might know from Glee. He was the principal in Glee. And I'm assuming, I've only seen him in this, that he's a treasure. Uh, he was pretty good in Glee. I've never seen Glee. I saw one season of Glee. Let me, let me backtrack. He was pretty good in the one season of Glee I watched before the season ended and whatever weird spell Glee was casting on me that caused me to Mm -hmm. watch it religiously was broken. And then I never went back because now I knew that it could keep me under its spell. I have a, 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 uh, a thought for you, Ben. Yes. After we finish Community, let's do a Glee podcast. Uh, negative. Um, well, let's let our let's let our listeners uh, chime in first before we just say no to a thing. I mean, on the one side you've got Jane Lynch, so that's great. True. Yes. On the other side, we could just do a Jane Lynch podcast where we talk about how cool Jane Lynch is. Done. We nailed it. Yeah, All right. we could just do. We, oh, actually, you've come up with a great idea. We could just follow an actor or actress through their career, and it's going to be Jane Lynch. And so it's Jane Lynch, be Lynch, if Jane you want to be on our, our podcast, all about you. Uh, talk to us. Tweet at Good Green Deal. So, <laughs> our people will talk to your people, and by our people, I mean us, and by your people, I mean your people. You definitely have people. Uh, so Britta immediately gets all indignant to Abed's dad. Um, well, Abed's dad does call her Mister Britta. Now, in fairness, if I saw the name Britta, I'd be like, I don't know if this is a person or a water filter. Mm-hmm. So. So you're I'm just gonna, thinking, I'm gonna give it to Abed's dad on this one. So you're thinking, oh, this is clearly a water filter. I'll I'll use the prefix Mr. Britta's like, I'm Mr. Britta. Yeah, that's right. I'm a woman, and you can see my entire face, and like I and I have rights. How does that make you feel? Because, you know, she's Britta. Sure. And kind of taking the assumption of, you know, what he's going to like, and he's like, I love women. And that just kind of like is done. Yeah, Abed's dad is maybe harsh, but he's I think he's pretty cool. I agree. Um, Abed's dad tells Britta that he's a special boy and that I raise him, not you, Britta. They fight about it. Abed is filming the whole thing. Jeff finally steps in despite all of the protestations of how one should not get involved in other people's lives. One thing I, I really think is important is that Britta's like, Abed, tell him you want to be in, in film class. He's like... I'm not really in this scene. And his dad is like, it was hard enough to talk to him before. Now you've got this camera between us. Right. And so when Jeff steps in, Abed's dad says, fine, you want to raise him? Then you raise him. Uh, and Abed says, Jeff, you should play the role of my father. I don't want to be your father. Perfect. You already know the lines. Heartbreaking. It's a good joke that is heartbreaking. Yes, it's two things. Because it's it's such a, a quick, witty quip. Which is kind of the the uh, the hallmark of the show, too. But then it's also like, you're like, haha, turn a phrase. Oh, that's sad. Which is also a hallmark of the show. Later on at the cafeteria. I assume this was the next morning. Maybe. I mean, that's later. You know what? Fair point. Time is a flat circle. Later on, uh, next day in the cafeteria, 
some indeterminate amount of time later. Jeff is dressed, uh, as Britta puts it, like an 80s rapist. Uh, He is wearing (laughs) rainbow suspenders and a flashing LED Christmas tie. And he's also wearing, like, bare uh, slippers. It's it's interesting. Britta is busy doing Abed's finances because she has fully embraced this mom role, apparently. The reason Jeff is dressed up like that, by the way, before we just kind of assume that it's normal, is that he's trying to show Professor Whitman that he's celebrating life and Professor Whitman always comes by this way. So apparently seizing the day is looking like a dork in Jeff's eyes. I mean, I can see where Jeff's coming from. Like if if with with the life that he's led, looking like a dork is he Professor Whitman to him looks like a dork. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Abed comes up is like, Jeff, do, do you mean to look like my dad on Christmas? So, yeah. Also, Abed shows up with a brand new camera. It looks way fancier than the one he was using yesterday. He was using like a little handy cam yeah. yesterday. And today it's this like big, like professional looking right. thing. Uh, it's It looks like it's shooting in HD. As Abed points out, it's more expensive, but it lets me adjust specific settings most people don't know about or think about. How did that make you feel specifically, my friend Ben? I mean, it, it, it tracks. There's a lot of stuff that goes into uh, filmmaking sure. uh, and photography that like a lot of people don't know about. Like It's sort of like, you know when a shot is filmed badly and you know when a shot is filmed well sure but if you are not familiar with how films are made you don't know why right so honestly like i was like yeah no i get that abed you know maybe don't spend britta's money on it but like i get it sure and we'll get we'll get to the britta money part of it um in fact he starts to try to buy a drink for jeff because look at all this cash Oh, yeah, he's just holding, Flash, flashing, flashing it all around. Bunch of cash. Jeff orders a small black coffee, and Whitman comes up and is like, an ordinary coffee for an ordinary life. Which is kind of harsh. It's a coffee. It's true. I mean, I, I drink my coffee black at work because I'm lazy and I need that caffeine as fast as possible. And then And then he just goes ahead and orders a birthday cake. So... It's a coffee shop, Whitman. Professor Whitman... I was on your side, but now I think I'm losing it. Is the worst kind of person. (laughs) Because you don't show up to a coffee shop and be like, forget your whole stupid menu. It is so pedestrian. Give me a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. Now, do you mean a birthday cake latte or like, do you want a mocha? Like, what's going on? I mean, he's not specific. It's true. It's... I'm assuming he also rips up their menu. That is Somebody also rude. paid for that menu. He's he's so focused on seizing the day that he's not even thinking about how rude he is. He can seize my foot up his ass. Whoa! <laughs> wow! Channeling my inner red form in there. We went um, zero to foot up my ass. Yeah, wow. I was I was like, okay, whatever. He's a weird professor. Then the moment he's like, I, I'm going to show up to your little community college cafe and rip up your menu and demand birthday cake. So no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not on his side anymore. Well, I understand that you're not. I just didn't realize we were in break a foot off in your ass territory. Um, and yet here we are in that territory. I mean, have you ever worked a customer service job? I, uh, I, the only, the thing I got closest to was being a bagger at a grocery store. I didn't even get promoted to cashier before I quit. It got in the way of my, my studies, as you now and, know. And your leisure class. This was before the leisure <laughs> class. Uh, but as you know now, I was such a diligent student that I would not even go to bowling sometimes. Sorry, teach. I can't come in to to do do the assigned cookout today. I've got to go work at the Safeway. Get out! You failed. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. You had to learn this way. Actually, you knew all this already because I've never been a very great student. Elsewhere, Troy is sitting down, just chilling, and he is still um, sneezing very daintily. This is when Pierce comes by and offers to help him with his sneeze. 
because when he was a CEO, he had a lot of, quote, masculine sneezes, end quote. He demonstrates them, and they're all terrible. I honestly think they're kind of funny. <laughs> Just because they're weird noises being made. Okay, but like... I love weird noises. Okay. I make a lot of them. You've heard the podcasts. But pretend for a moment you okay. are sitting at a coffee shop. A man just ordered a birthday cake after ripping up a menu. And sure. you're like, geez, that guy's a jerk. And then this old guy sitting next to you is like... I mean, yes. Like he sounds like Richard Nixon just no, yes. orgasm. No, I- <laughs> The second mention of, of orgasm in this episode. So, congratulations. Um, yes, as a bystander that isn't watching a television show, yes, I'd hate it. Then, yeah, that's why I'm saying they're all awful. I'm not saying Chevy Chase did a bad job doing them, and I'm not saying it's poorly written. I'm saying the sneezes themselves are awful. They're awful if you, if you, if you put aside the fact that we're in a make-pretend world. Anyways, this manages to impress Troy, who's like, tell me more. (laughs) He's very intrigued. We kind of step away from them for a while, and we uh, see Jeff stalking in the bushes. He is waiting for Professor Whitman, and then as soon as he sees him, he runs out, uh, flying a rainbow kite behind him. Not really well. It's like four inches behind him. Um, But... And it it still makes him look like a dork. And that's what he thinks seizing the day is. And he's saying good morning to literally everybody. And then there are some young girls doing a, uh, a double Dutch jump rope. Um, and so he lets go of the kite and he starts jumping and he's having fun and all the girls are laughing. And then he stops and, and puts his all of it, puts his arm around all the girls and is mm-hmm. like, well, that that was sure fun. Mm hmm. Whitman calls it sloppy and noticing that the girls seem to be teenagers, unwittingly creepy. Yeah. And then he and then Jeff is like, get out of here and hands them money because he paid for that. It doesn't help the creepy angle. No, it does not. Um, Jeff should have thought about that beforehand. He's just so focused on looking like he's seizing the day. Professor Whitman notes two things, and I want to address those two things. Okay. First of all. He says, had I not already cried at the sunrise, I would be weeping right now. Jeff Jeff saying what everybody's thinking says, what does that even mean? So, first of all, has he just used up all of his tears? Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a limited reserve you've got. Every human's got them. Because when I think of crying at how beautiful a sunset is, I think of like... A single tear rolling down the face. I see. You know, not a full-on sob. You've got some tears in reserve. I don't think that's how Whitman cries ever. Because he seizes the day! Second, he suggests a bunch of things to Jeff that he can do to seize the day. And one of the things that he mentions is, go running naked in the middle of a hailstorm. Now, I would argue, this is a terrible idea. I think it depends on the size of the hail. I don't know that there's any size of hail I want pelting my naked body. You know, I just ran some computer simulations in my head, and I think you're right. Uh-huh. He suggests some other stuff, too, but this is the one that, that really... <laughs> yeah, I didn't write any of them down. I'm glad you caught that one. That's just the one that really caught my attention. Because, like, why? Why? I mean, it shows your disdain for uh, for the weather, I guess. That's... And seizing clothes. the day mm-hmm. yeah who, who wants clothes so whitman gives britta this flower he had pinned to his lapel as she walks up and britta informs jeff that abed has been cutting film class after um, she spent all this money all that money and every time she asks about the the class he's just continues to film her and tell her how she's playing the role of his mom Meanwhile, Abed is standing quite a ways back and he is slowly backing up to like track out of the shot. Uh, Jeff points out that this is what she got when she intentionally tangled herself in his life. And also after noticing Abed, is he going to kill us? Later on in the study room, Abed bought pizza for everybody. There's like three, maybe four pizzas in there like that. That bill has to have added up. It's like a family dinner. Jeff says, or is just like pizza in a study room. It doesn't have to be anything special. (laughs) I do like Jeff's like, nope, 
Nope, just pizza. Nothing you know, else, just pizza. Boundaries are important. So I can at, I can at least give Jeff that much that he is willing to be like, okay, boundaries. Um, but like, you know, a friend buys a bunch of pizzas for everybody. Like maybe, maybe take down that wall. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Like Mr. Gorbachev. Just tear it down. Just tear it down. A but little just bit. A, just a little, just a little bit. bit. Just just like what they did in Germany. Just like. At Britta's insistence, Jeff brings up the topic of like, hey man, you've been you've been going to film class. He's like, No, my movie's more important. Your movie's for class. And I don't remember what he he responds I I, with. But I think the latte guy comes in at this point. <laughs> Yeah, so a guy comes in and is like, did somebody order seven lattes? Now, I don't think I would have noticed who this guy was had I not literally oh, started God. had I not literally started a Breaking Bad rewatch he's over the weekend. He definitely has a very he's I know him. We he, all know him. He I did not look up his name, but he plays Badger in Breaking Bad. Uh, Jesse Pinkman's stoner friend. Sure. Um, Seems right for the guy. I think he's, I've seen him play stoners before. So I, I would not have put the two together, except I literally started rewatching Breaking Bad over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to just watch the episode where he is introduced last night. <laughs> so like, oh my God, <laughs> it's that guy before he was a drug dealer. He was a lo- slinging a- lattes at, at a Greendale. community college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh yeah, so <laughs> sorry, I can't help. Um, this basically causes Britta to kind of snap a little bit and be like, "What's wrong with you? Are you doing this on purpose? You're not. You're smart." And Abed won't won't answer her because this is the scene in which you leave, and she's like, "You're right," and she leaves. I also want to point out during this very emotional scene, Annie is eating pizza with a fork. Uh, Pierce is just doing something. He's trying to like waggle it in it's awkward pierce trying to waggle it in is basically his entire character concept so damn it um Ah. but yes going going back to my theory about how every character every person is two community Uh characters um the uh eating pizza with a fork has cemented in my mind that one of my girlfriend's two characters is Annie which wasn't a surprise to anybody no. if you know my girlfriend No yeah that's normal that's legitimate yeah I I still think and I've I think I've mentioned this I think I'm Troy but I can't figure out who the other person is I'm Britta Abed which we'll we'll get into we'll 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 swing back around and have this discussion at the end of the season once okay. we get a little bit more meaty true, yeah. into the character development. But mm. as you watch this, just know. But know that I have a feminine sneeze, uh-huh. <laughs> a very high pitched, uh, dainty sneeze. Absolutely. Uh huh. Right there. I just had to sneeze real fast. Don't even have to edit it out. So. Yeah. Exactly. Most of the time, Ben edits those out. There's so many sneezes on the cutting room floor. Uh, later on, uh, Abed is in the study room. He is editing his film on a laptop and Jeff is there and Britta walks in and, and she's like, wait a minute, you don't really have tickets to Ravi Shankar, do you? And then Abed's dad comes in. He's like, wait a minute, where's Weezer? And I love that. It's such a good, it's so good that it still worked, even though it's clearly backwards. Because uh-huh. you know Jeff is going to send Ravi Shankar tickets to Abed's father. Counterpoint, yes. I like the idea that Jeff is so good at manipulating people that after meeting Abed's dad one time, he's like, no, 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 this guy, Weezer fan. That's fair. I could see that too. Mm-hmm. This kind of just leads into a giant argument until Abed's like, I'm done. Yeah, he's just, he's done editing his film. He's just like, I'm done. He literally grabs people and is like, you sit there, you sit there, you sit there. And he hits play on his movie. And it is uh, a movie called Six Candles starring Jeff and Britta. And it is a very sort of weird film that 
like uh, the the film is weird but the the message is pretty clear yeah um abed has superimposed pictures of his parents over jeff and britta sure with the mouth cut out sort of like they used to do on like conan o'brien back mm-hmm. in the day and uh I'm sure other people did it. I just I always yeah, associate it with Conan and him doing it for Arnold Conan. Schwarzenegger. So, anyways, I mean Conan is now a notable podcaster, so he's one of us. Yeah, cool. Let's compare ourselves to Conan. You know what? I bet Conan never made a political attack ad about a friend. So I've got I feel, that going. For I feel me. like that has happened on one of his shows before. I think he's made a political attack ad on himself. Dang it! Okay, man, he went met. He out met at us. Dang it. I know. We need to get more meta than that. So, uh, yeah. Can we make an attack ad on the attack ad that we would make of ourselves? Or is that just going down a rabbit hole? I think that's I think that's just recursive. And then he's going to make an attack ad about attack ad about attack ad. And Why don't we make an attack thing. ad on the attack ad that he made of himself? What if we make an attack ad about the concept of attack ads? Why don't we just do this as our podcast? Because no one would listen to it. So, well, see, that's the most meta thing of all. And I need eight people to listen to this podcast. So you got to get an A in accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Abed has superimposed these pictures, mm-hmm. um, and it is sort of weird and out there. And there's like graphics flying around, and I mean, there's at one point there's a baby Abed that is like being poked by needles, which is uh, in in uh, insinuates something. Mm-hmm. So, but the the message is pretty clear uh, that Abed feels like he is responsible for his parents' divorce. Yes, um, that is is shown pretty clearly in the film. Yeah, I do I do love how at the end there's a shot of Britta leaving, and then this graphic of a uh, married like an illustration of a married couple mm-hmm. like breaks apart, breaks apart, and then the latte guy is yeah. still there. It's very um, very good. And then uh, it's this sentimental moment. And then we get the cool Abed Films logo at the end. It's, it's like, it's very, and like flashing lights. It's very good. Jeff and Britta are both like, I don't even, I don't, I don't. And then it's not exactly Citizen Kane. Abed's dad is crying. He obviously did not cry at a sunset this morning because now he is crying at this film in arabic i think yeah i Um, I think it's arabic i don't i I, if if it i I couldn't find anything that said anything other than that they they start having a conversation in arabic and and his dad says uh i never said i blamed you for her leaving and abed responds you never had to say it oh it feels feels. Uh uh-huh oh boy this is when abed's father relents uh if uh, movies allow abed to be better understood i'll pay for the class with falafel as a fallback. Falafel as a fallback. This episode brought to you by Falafel. F- flunked out of film school? Join the buzzing falafel industry. Mm-mm-mm. That falafel is so choice. Britta says, Abed, did you do all that to me on purpose? It's not a thing you do to a friend. Abed says, well, it's not called friend business. It's show business. And pulls out a cigarette and walks away. He's smoking now? Let him let him leave the nest. I do kind of like Britta as mom Britta because like you can tell she's not like she doesn't want to be the mom. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's just like she she has that mom instinct. Yeah. When, when, when Shirley's not around, Britta will deploy it if she needs to. Because Shirley is going to be the mom. Oh, yeah. I want to point that out. And it might be a little bit of a spoiler, but she's going to be. Out on the quad, Troy is now, he's not wearing his Letterman's jacket. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, Pierce had told him not to. And he is wearing a sport coat. and Very dashing. He sneezes very obnoxiously loud. It's, it's probably my favorite sneeze in the episode, so I hope you drop it in here. <laughs> Britta is walking with Jeff, and she's like, look, I know you didn't want to get involved in anyone's life, but like, despite all that... You really saved, like, mm. saved us. You, uh, I owe you. And then she stops and is like, hey, you should kiss me right now. And then he immediately just goes well, in for it. He still wants to get with Britta from the, from the pilot. It's true. It is, it, it, he still canonically wants to hit that, so to speak. So to speak. Uh, this is, Whitman sees them kissing and it's like, wow, we, 
Seize the day! I know a life-changing kiss when I see one. And Britta's like, we're even. And then Professor Whitman goes off to climb a tree in the background. Which Oh, Professor Whitman! Always climbing trees and crying at sunsets. How does he have a job? Greendale. <laughs> okay, point taken. <laughs> we haven't met a lot of Greendale teachers yet, but trust me, that sentence made sense. Point taken. We go to the outro, which is just uh, Troy and Abed and Jeff all trying to crump. Yeah. And uh, it's, 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 I have no follow up. Yeah, there's, there's, it's not anything. There's no substance to it, but it is funny to just see uh, those three uh, actors dancing wildly. It's great. That is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for Grades. I love the first two episodes, but I think this is the episode where it starts to, uh, like differentiate itself. It's willing to play a little bit of a long con with, with Abed's storyline in particular, the kind of storyline that makes is, is the thing that's driving this whole thing forward to me. Um, where Abed clearly has a plan and builds this whole thing. And you can kind of look backwards at, some of the interactions that he built out and it's like, Oh, I can see how this goes immediately into what he was trying to do. And the fact that you hit some of that pathos of, I think I caused because of who I am, I broke up my parents, like, you know, as you know, the son of a a parents that didn't get along and, you know, was in the middle of that, that connects to me. So certainly there's some personal stuff there, but I, I think it's a very funny episode. I think, they did a good job making sure Pierce had as little to do as possible. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I, I always love Troy doing weird things and saying and making weird noises. So that's always a plus for me. Um, the Whitman, I, I, even though I don't like Whitman for ordering a birthday cake and doing all that stuff, I think it's an interesting bit of chaos to add into this, this episode. I think it's a really, really well-made episode. Um, I'm going to give it an A. Yeah, I think it is. It's nice to see ha- uh, in the third episode, like, okay, we're not just gonna do like you know funny shenanigans. You know, we're we're going to actually have some character development because you know I I like a lot of shows that are just like, haha, it's funny stuff going on. But really, I like a show where you can really kind of dig into the characters, mm-hmm. and so it is nice to get that. You know, we we get a, a sort of crash course on Abed, so to speak, right? Right. We find out about how you know his own family uh, finds him hard to connect with. Sure. Um, he blames himself for his mom leaving. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's nice to get all of that. Um, Professor Whitman, I think, is fine. Um, I can appreciate what uh they're trying to do with that i I think he's he's, i think he's funny and i think the Um, delivery the like the performance is fantastic. oh yeah absolutely guy whose name i already forgot uh i'll just splice it in it's fine uh he does he does a very good job portraying professor whitman um i think it's i think it's a solid episode i don't know that i'd i'd say it's an a um i i would give it a, a good b it's a good it's a good solid episode okay um, that doesn't do a whole lot to really stand out. Okay. Which I think is fine because if the first two episodes, the first two episodes did not spend a lot of time laying the groundwork for characters. Mm-hmm. It was just like, Hey, what's up? We're all, we're this, we're the study group. Uh, you know, we're doing the thing. Here's my motive. Like here's Jeff's motive of trying to get with Britta. Here's Britta's motive of, I don't like dealing with fake people. And then, then that's that we're it's now three episodes in starting to lay that groundwork. And I feel like that's why a lot of times pilot episodes or, or intro episodes can be kind of slow. Um, and so it's, it's interesting that they did not front load it with this one. And you know, it's, it's solid. It's just a lot of the groundwork sort of episodes. I'm like, they're necessary, but they're not. Sure. They're not the ones that I'm like, oh yeah, like my favorite episode. And and I think there there's definitely something personal because I definitely connected with Abed's uh, movie, uh, and and possibly that's why because this is one of the ones I would go back to. 
Okay. Um, it's it's not just to me. It does stand out, but that's certainly uh, different from person to person. So uh, we would love to know what you think. Yeah, you can let us know what you think about this episode. There are plenty of ways to do that. Uh, all of that contact info is on our website, goodmorninggreendale.com. It's a good website. Hopefully, it's not actually totally built yet at the time of this recording. I have faith in you, Ben. So yeah, you can uh, email us. You can find us on Twitter. Um, all of that fun stuff. We want to know what you think about this episode about films. Do Have you made any fun films or political attack ads for friends? I made a music video for work once where I, I made a parody of Hey Jude. Okay. That everybody really enjoyed and everybody wants to go to karaoke with me now. Let us know about your home movies. I would love to see or hear them. Let us know how manly you sneeze. It, it, you don't have to sneeze very manly as long as you've got a distinctive sneeze. Or a distinctive pattern of sneezing. Do you sneeze seven times in a row? I think you should talk to a doctor first, but tell us, please. Do you sneeze like Richard Nixon having an orgasm? I definitely want to hear about that. So anyways... You can direct that directly to Ben. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us this time. We've um, done a lot. Again, uh, I love you. Thank you for listening. Ooh! Hey, hey, hey. You got it back in there. Until next time... I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.